Next on BYU Sports Nation, the secret formula to pulling the biggest upset of independence. It's a Fantasy Friday in Studio B. His hips don't lie. All-American Dennis Pitta will hopefully give us some insightful something. Plus, our two-on-one with offensive lineman Kean Norman. Plus, what a night for BYU Cougars in the NFL. Which BYU guys showed out when they needed to most? Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live on a Friday. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Where's Waddell? A great question for September 1st. (laughs) Where the heck is Waddell? In fact, who is Waddell? We're still trying to figure that out. Thank you, Cheaper by the Dozen. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who is going to explain to us now what is on his shirt. I don't know. <laughs> it's turquoise and there are flowers. Okay, okay. Those, those are flowers. Yeah, I, w- I would yeah. guess it's a flower, right? It kind of, it's kind of got like this, it's e- this it's either, amoeba shape. Yeah, it's either that or what someone with terrible eyesight sees. Yeah. Oh, this doesn't make any sense to me at all. <laughs> I do like the color, though. Oh, thank Props you. for that, Jerem. It's Mariner's Steel. Oh, yeah. was that a calculated buy? Oh, he's he's pulling his socks up on on the desk. Jerem's got his Mariner yeah. socks on. Yeah. Okay. I my hamstrings are really tight. That was a huge mistake. <laughs> Jer- I played basketball this morning. That was a huge. mistake. Somebody, hey, somebody, get the stretcher in here. Jerem's going to be out for a week. I'm out two to four segments. <laughs> he, he pulled a hammy. Okay, it's that's impressive, man. Yeah. Okay, we mentioned Waddell. If, in case you missed it, cheaper by the dozen. 2003. Steve Martin said a press conference or something. Yeah. I've never actually seen the movie. But someone tweeted this. There's, there's, a, there's a score that says LSU-BYU, and BYU's up 19-16 with three minutes left in the third or something. And Waddell has 80 yards rushing for BYU. So we're like, who's Waddell? <laughs> who's Waddell? He's the key to victory against the LSU Tigers this weekend. At some point, he will show up in the fan responses today. Probably multiple times. Get Waddell the rock. That's my answer to this. Our question in a minute. You know who will be at the game, not named Waddell, but still carries serious weight for BYU fans? Jim McMahon. Yeah, Jimmy Mack. 30 years after he, or 31 years, I should say, after he won Super Bowl twenty in the Superdome, he's going to be with the Cougars. He tweeted out last night, hey, I'm excited to go spend time with BYU and, and be at the game. It's cool. That is very cool. Can BYU summon the guts of Jim McMahon 31 years later from that Super Bowl? And 36 years later from the Miracle Bowl. I hope Jimmy Mack gives them a fired-up speech, and then he wears a headband that says Roselle on it. <laughs> Let's hope it's limited to those actions. <laughs> yeah. Am I right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Stop right there. All right, Jim, that's, that's enough. It. That's all. Nope, pull him back up. <laughs> that's all you can do. That is all you can do. Jimmy Mack, it's going to be nice to have him in the Superdome. For BYU's Super Saturday not, against LSU. It's not merely a dome. It's a Super Dome. Super Dome. Yes. It also has Mercedes-Benz written all over it. So Got to be noise. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, bring on the headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines. 
If you don't know this, I don't know where you've been for the last nine months. But BYU football takes on LSU tomorrow in the Superdome. Coverage begins at 8.30 Eastern with a live edition of Countdown to Kickoff. Join myself, David Nixon, Brian Logan, Dave McCann, and Blaine Fowler are in New Orleans. They will have live reaction from players after the game, not to mention set you up for everything you need to know before the snaps become official. LSU announced Andre Anthony, by the way, one of three players vying for time in the place of the injured Arden Key, will miss Saturday's game with an undisclosed injury. So that's another blow to the Tiger defense. Also, Cougars in the NFL crushed it last night. Wow. Where where do we start? How about, uh, I don't know, the elite one, Mitch Matthews, finally got into the end zone in the NFL. Which is great. Questionable celebration there, but <laughs> awesome that he got into the end. Yeah, zone. made a nice, ran a nice route, made a nice move to get open, cut back in the field. Two receptions, 30 yards, and a touchdown for the Dolphins against the Vikings. Congratulations to Mitch. The catch of the night, however, was made by Jordan Leslie. Three catches, 50 yards, and a touchdown uh, for the Cleveland Browns in the final preseason game of the season. He had a one handed, like Odell Beckham style catch. That's. Awesome. And, of course, Taysom Hill, 4 for 4 last night for the Green Bay Packers, 31 yards and a touchdown. Jamal Williams, 31 yards as well on 11 carries, 6 yards on one reception. Hill had a tremendous preseason with the Packers, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Taysom Hill completed 70% of his passes in the three NFL preseason games for the Packers. Oh, by the way, he threw two touchdowns, rushed for one, averaged seven yards a carry as well. So I think Taysom Hill played as well as he could play as the third or fourth string guy. (laughs) He will make the roster? Question mark. He has an NFL job somewhere. Yeah, I guarantee it at this point. He's going to be on a practice squad at a minimum somewhere if it's not with the Packers. Honestly, I'm hoping he's the Seahawks' backup quarterback. Oh, man. No, seriously. How fun would that be? Right now, the Seahawks have like Trayvon Boykin, who's completing like 40% of his pass. I'm like, do you need Taysom Hill's number? Let's I will go. send it. Let's go. I will go. send it to the Does Seahawks. Does he not fit the prototype of Seattle and what they want to do behind Russell Wilson? That'd be, that'd be awesome. Wow. Yeah, let's go. I'm not, I'm not sure why I hadn't connected that, especially when I work with you every day. Why have we not had the Taysom Hill to the Seahawks conversation? Let's go, Hawks. <laughs> go, Hawks. I George Foreman that baby. He's, he's getting an NFL contract George somewhere. <laughs> I'm like, does that mean? There's multiple things going on. I'm, I'm just like imagining a delicious hamburger. I right guarantee now. it. Yeah, that, and I'm like, oh, I'm hungry now. Yeah. Well, we'll eat lunch in about an hour and a half. Yeah, okay. Okay. Good plan. BYU women's soccer. Uh, oh, by the way, host number one ranked UCLA tonight in Provo. Number one ranked number UCLA one. in Provo. The fighting Josh Rosen's your favorite team. If I didn't make myself clear the first time, they're <laughs> ranked number one. And one of the teams in uh, Southern California that live up to the hype generally. <laughs> UCLA has scored 17 goals in four games. BYU has managed just two goals in three games reeling a bit after that offensive explosion left between Ashley Hatch and Michelle Vasconcelos. Cougars trying to find themselves. Tell you what, you want to, you want to find yourself and get the uh, season going in the right direction? Even a tie against UCLA would be awesome. All it takes is one, Spencer. Yeah. And BYU women's volleyball ranked 10th in the country, swept the donkey teeth of Boise State yesterday to improve to 4-0. The Cougars play Missouri tonight. Sacramento State tomorrow. Yeah, we'll have your update from that during our live broadcast uh, for soccer, 9 Eastern, 7 Mountain on BYU TV. Rise and shout. Time for What's Trending. 
You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. Fantasy Football Friday. Many of you, in fact, let's be real, much of the nation thinks BYU beating LSU is about as likely as Jeremy and I joining Peter Pan and the Lost Boys on a great adventure in Never Never Land. Rufio! I sound I almost went to Bill on in Never Never Land. Never Never Land. Yes, the odds are not great for BYU football. The Cougars are more than a two-touchdown underdog. Playing in LSU's backyard, it's a de facto road game in front of a crowd that will be 90% LSU. ESPN's Kirk Herbstreit did say yesterday, however, don't sleep on BYU. But what exactly does BYU have to do to pull this thing off? And if any of you tweet in, score more points than LSU, automatic red card. That is not original. You can do better than that. Jerem, today's Twitter question. If BYU is to beat LSU, what has to happen? Use the hashtag BYUSN at Mr. Underscore Flintstone 95. Limit their run game, establish our run game, win the turnover battle, and field the field position. Tall order, but possible. Okay, yes. Tall order, but possible. I think that's the sentiment from most yeah, BYU this, fans. This is a tall order because Vegas knows stuff, right? So it's down to 15, by the way. It's not 16 anymore. LSU a 15-point fave as we speak, consensus, over Brigham Young. What do you think? I mean, what do you see? Greg Rebell gave us his opinion about, like, magical statistics. Like, if they go in their favor, BYU almost always wins. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think? Turnover battle is the one that really pops to me. Um, I almost think the BYU defense needs to score in this game for BYU to win. I brought it up yesterday as a rhetorical question. Now I'm like, oh, I think so. We saw situations against Boise State and Utah last year where the defense was incredible, forced six and five turnovers respectively, and yet BYU still lost those games close, right, by I think one point each. In this game, the BYU defense is going to have to hold LSU to like less than 14 points, and the BYU offense is somehow going to have to muster, you know, two or three scores here. I don't see BYU scoring 20-plus in this game. Yeah, I think that'll be hard. Therefore, the BYU defense has to show up and keep LSU, I think, 13 or less in this game, which is, again, a tall order, as tall and as I mean, wide Darius as Molani is. could make two big plays and they score 14, you know? Right, yeah. And yeah, a lot of things have to go right. But listen to me. You remember my, my uh, quote about there's a lot of imperfection and perceived perfection? Do you know the turnover margin in the Oklahoma game in 09? I don't remember it. BYU was minus two. Really? You don't have to win the turnover battle. To pull off a big upset. Like, you just need key plays and key moments, okay? Yeah. Sam I don't know Brad- how to Sam def- Bradford was worth, like, five turnovers, though. If Sam Bradford plays that whole game, like, who knows what happens. But he doesn't. So, you can't be like, if Darius Geis gets hurt, BYU has a good chance. <laughs> like, well, the chances of guessing. Yeah. I, I, just, I just think the BYU defense needs to hold LSU to 13 points or fewer to have a chance okay. to win this. But it, I love that it never plays out like you think. Yeah, mine you know kind of I mean? coincides with you. And I've been saying it all week. First to 17 wins this game. <sighs> BYU gets 17 points. That would be quite an accomplishment. First team to 17 points wins this game. BYU is going to have to do something special to win this game. And I think they've got to score 17 points to win. Can BYU's a uh, couple of guys who actually can match the speed of LSU? Can they show up and have an impact? Yes, like, Waddell. Like, like, can Bo Tanner... And Jonah Trinneman do something of significance down the field to shake this thing up. Who are the guys that are going to show up on the field and answer the call for BYU? Jeremy and I have made our picks. We call it Fantasy Friday. It's 
Fantasy Friday on BYU Sports Nation. Sometimes I dream that he is me. Okay, to explain the rules, if you missed it last week, we have set up our own BYU football fantasy scoring system, which has been tweeted out so you can play along at home, and we want you to do that. Each week, Jeremy and I will pick an offensive player, kicker, or the BYU defense to represent us. At the end of the season, the host with the most wins will be the victor. The hostess with the mostest? And win something. Awesome. Yeah, Can't wait you... to win something. Yeah, I didn't get anything. We're working on that. Uh, I won week one with my pick of the BYU defense. Late interception, thanks to the Zane train, Zane Anderson. And Jaron went with Tanner Mangum. It, it, I mean, it was close. Yeah, th- thanks, thanks for that one, Tanner. <laughs> <laughs> FCS! This week, Jerem looking to bounce back, and by virtue of losing, gets to pick first. Who's your guy? I go with the BYU defense. Ah. I think I've been I've been asking them to uh, show up here, so I I need it, and I'm gonna put it on the line in Fantasy Friday. BYU defense. You're going back to the to the guys that got it done for me last week. Yeah, because they're not really punished if they give up a lot. It's just if they get sacks and turnovers, and you know, points would be nice. Yeah, yeah. So. Most of you are probably thinking, okay, well, I know Spencer is going to pick. It's going to be Tanner Mangum. No, it's not Tanner Mangum. It's Tyler Magnum. It is Matt Bushman. Ooh. And here's why. The dude that lived in Louisiana. The tight ends, whenever BYU has won a big game, and I'm talking big like Miami, Oklahoma, Notre Dame, the tight end is always an integral part of those victories. BYU ex- the tight end versus Notre Dame? I can't even think of it. BYU exploited Mississippi State last year. With the tight end. To the tune of 14 regulation points. If you want to beat speed, you've got to utilize the tight end and get up some seams. Okay? That's how the Patriots do it with Rob Gronkowski. It's a strength for BYU. I think Matt Bushman is the X factor for BYU. He is my fantasy Friday pick. Here's the thing, though. I don't want to root against Matt Bushman. That's that's what this don't. that's what this root does for the for defense me. to shut out LSU <laughs> and for Matt to score a bunch of touchdowns. Like if Matt Bushman scores a touchdown, I'll be like, shoot! <laughs> but that's not what I want. <laughs> I want to be excited about it. If BYU is to beat <laughs> LSU, what has to happen? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At Matt Quad Dad. Defense can't give up big plays, and our offense has to have a lot of big plays, plus two in turnovers. Well, the defense can give up big plays, just not too many of them. Does that make sense? Like, it can't be like, no big play. It doesn't have to be perfect. BYU really will give doesn't. up chunk plays. Yeah, it doesn't have to be going perfect. to happen. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, we go two-on-one with BYU offensive lineman Key and Norman. He's all business before LSU. But first, future BYU Sports Nation host, Dennis Pitta. What's he going to bring to the table today, Jerem? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is a Friday. This is BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Our conversation is jumping right now on Twitter. What color is Jerem's shirt and what is on Jerem's shirt? Hashtag BYUSN. This is not going to be trending. I can <laughs> promise you that. We do have something that will trend tomorrow. The BYU-LSU football game led off by a loaded edition of Countdown to Kickoff. Oh, yeah. It's going to be awesome. 8.30 Eastern time, live from Provo and New Orleans or New Orleans. I haven't figured out what I say consistently. Dave and Blaine from the Superdome. And then you and Brian and Dave, id. 
flying back from Green Bay. He went to the Packers game last night. Yeah, very cool. Brother-in-law, Taysom Hill. Very cool. Uh, tomorrow, 8.30 Eastern. It's going to be awesome. Mercedes-Benz Superdome, baby. This is, this is a huge opportunity for BYU. It was going to be in Houston, obviously, the relocation through, due to the effects of Hurricane Harvey. Now BYU's in New Orleans, and it's been cool to hear the stories of the BYU fans. Some, unfortunately, couldn't make the switch, but some that are going to this game and enjoying the, the culture that is uh, New Orleans. Unique to the U.S. BYU certainly. trying to put LSU in a big squeezy in the big easy. Oh, oh, oh baby. Steph. Anchor okay. boy. Yes. Anchor boy for the yes. win. If BYU is to beat LSU, what has to happen at It's a Faux Hammer says stop, period, the, period, run, period. Make them one-dimensional and win the battle for field position. I would say limit the run. Yeah, limit the run. Yeah. Limit the run. Maybe under 150 yards for Darius, guys. I'm not kidding. Like, that might be... Sounds like a good bold prediction. That might be something that BYU should shoot for. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline is the one, the only, Dennis Pitta. It's another Friday with Dennis, All-American Titan at BYU, NFL Super Bowl champion. Dennis, welcome back to the show. What's up, Dennis? Hey, guys. What's going on? Well, we're trying to figure out how BYU beats LSU other than they need to score more points. What has to happen? Well, that's a good question. Um, I think you guys just mentioned it. You know, one of the things that's pulling down Darius guys, right? That's Darius. Is it Darius? Darius? Darius, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I think the key is slowing him down. You're not going to stop him. He's going to, you know, rip off the big runs. But, you know, I think that – if I'm LSU and I look at our, our previous game, you know, that's one thing that I think I could take advantage of. You know, I, I was going to the field watching that game with Spencer for most of that game. Where were you at, Jerem? Uh, in the building. <laughs> in the air conditioning, Dennis. <laughs> yeah, I, Spencer and I were just, you know, strategizing for, for co-hosting next year, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> well, the heat didn't get to no, your head, I, did it? Yeah. Yeah, well, what, you know, so one thing I actually think I mentioned to Jerem or Spencer watching that game is, you know, there were running lanes, which is a little bit concerning. And if, you know, if there were running lanes against LSU, you know, it's going to be a big problem. So that's one thing we got to sure up on the defensive side is, you know, make sure we clog those holes and, and don't give him a lot of space to run. He's going to pop some runs just because he's gifted and talented, but, you know, make sure he has to work for him. Against Oklahoma, and that's kind of the reference point here recently, like a really good team, neutral-ish site, m- mostly road game. Um, we Fans always think like, oh, you have to play like the perfect game to win that. No, you don't. In that game, BYU was negative two in turnover margin, like trailed late, got a timely touchdown, defense made plays. What, what are some of the elements that go into beating a really good team like this that aren't necessarily the perfect game per se? Well, I think first and foremost, you know, this is really a true road game, right? Playing in the Superdome. I actually have some good memories in the Superdome. Ah, I Super yes, Bowl you do. Yes. So the power went out I on you the in the Superdome. <laughs> yeah, hopefully the lights stay on this time, right? <laughs> Seriously. You know, we actually played in the Superdome my senior year at BYU. You guys remember who we played? Tulane. 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 Yep. So I, I think I'm undefeated in the Superdome, to be honest. Are you going to be there? You need to be there, Dennis. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, you know, I have some other obligations, like a family and three little kids. Oh, okay. I would love to. I would love to be there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, to answer your question, you, you don't have to play a perfect game. And really, 
you want to make it as imperfect as possible. What I mean is you want to make it a dirty game. You want to muddy the water up a little bit. You want to make sure there's, there's, you know, turnovers on both sides of the ball. Make sure that you can, you know, kind of, kind of just keep it close. Make sure that, you know, things aren't necessarily flowing well. And, you know, that kind of sounds weird, but you want to make it a muddy game, yeah. you know, for both sides of the ball. Yeah. I want to make sure that they can't get in a consistent flow and that they, you know, can't move the ball consistently. And, and I think that's what happened against, you know, Oklahoma. We, uh, we kind of muddied the water. We got their quarterback out of the game. Things were kind of imperfect. It was kind of a defensive game for most of it. You know, and when you think about our offense versus their offense that year, I mean, you thought it would be a lot of points on the board. But, you know, you keep it close, and, you know, the pressure then mounts on them the closer the game is and the longer it goes, and, and then you have a chance at the end. Exactly. The lower scoring this game is, the more weird that LSU sideline starts to feel. And, Dennis, you and I talked about this last week. When an underdog and a big underdog is allowed to hang around for a while, things just get really tight on the sideline of the team that is, quote-unquote, supposed to win the game. Now, where does a guy like Matt Bushman, the tight end, factor in to a game like this after you saw him play against Portland State? Well, I think he's got to be a big factor in this game. Uh, When you play a team like that, you you have to be able to take advantage of the middle of the field. They're going to have NFL cap caliber corners and and good players on the outside and, and it's going to be tough to to get free out there. I think if Bushman can you know do some damage in the middle we're going to be able to move the ball and I think that's one of the keys to this game is you know I don't think we're going to be able to consistently run the ball like we want to on this defense. I think it's going to be hard to you know create big plays on the outside. I think what's going to win this game for us and help us move the ball consistently is short intermediate passes over the middle and, uh, you know, just ball control. Um, And if we're able to do that, then, you know, I think we'll be okay. Yesterday we discussed which side of the ball has to have a better game, the offense or the defense, for BYU to win. Like, which side of the ball will win this game for BYU? What do you think? I think it's got to be the offense. I think our defense is good enough to – you know, keep it close. I think our offense has to move the ball more consistently than we saw against Portland State. I mean, it was ugly for a few quarters there against Portland State. And, uh, you know, we got to see more consistency in the passing game. I think that's a huge key. And, you know, just try and create, you know, chunk plays when you when they come. Um, like I said, you know, it's going to be tough to just grind these guys on the ground. I think we're going to have to air the ball out. And I think, you know, that can be an advantage for us if we're able to do that. If we give Tanner time, and he can get into a rhythm, you know, and, and gash him up the middle a little bit, I think that's going to be important. I feel like the first team to score 17 points will win this game. BYU only put up 20 against Portland State. What's the likelihood that BYU bests what they did offensively against Portland State against LSU? Well, yeah, I think you're going to have to, you know, score more than 20. Um I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring affair. Like I said, I think you want to muddy the waters, keep it low-scoring, you know, do what you can to stay in the game as long as you can and and give yourself the best chance. But, you know, I still think it's going to take a 20-plus point effort. And, uh, you know, that's going to have to come from the offense. You're going to have to, you know, be able to move the ball somewhat and, and, you know, do that through through the air. You know, if we can get to 24, you know, 28 points, somewhere in that range, I think that, that'll be enough. But, um, you know, if you score under 20, it's going to be tough. 
The question is, how good is LSU's defense? Because they're always good. They led the nation in touchdowns allowed with only 16, 1.3 per game. But they did lose six NFL but draft they lost, picks. Yeah, five or six NFL draft picks on defense, not to mention other free agents. So how quickly can they adapt? Then you have this, Dennis. There's a first-year offensive coordinator in Matt Canada at LSU. How much of a learning curve do you think there will be in this game for the LSU offense? Well, yeah, there will be a learning curve for sure. Their first game with a new coordinator. Uh, their previous coordinator, Cam Cameron, was actually my coordinator for four years in Baltimore. And so I knew an offense that they ran the last season really well. Um, but it was a ball-controlled offense. You know, run the ball, um, play action, shot plays. You know, try and get explosive plays down the field when you can. But um, it, it'll be interesting to see what approach they take. In my opinion, I think it'll be a lot of the same. I think they're going to try and pound the ball on us, um, mix it up with some play action, take big shots down the field. And you know, if we can limit uh, big plays and slow down you know, guys as much as we can, I think we'll give ourselves a chance. Dennis, fantastic insight, man. Are you hosting a watch party for the game at your place in Baltimore for the likes of uh, DeAndre Wesley, Robertson Daniel, and uh, Bronson Kafuzi? I haven't coordinated yet, but, yeah, I'll definitely get on the horn and and get those guys (laughs) on. You know, they actually played last night in the Superdome. The Ravens played their final preseason game against New Orleans. And they won. They finished the the preseason undefeated, right? And they won. That means they'll win the Super Bowl. Most likely. It always happens. 4-0 in the regular season, for sure. <laughs> There's always a correlation there every year for the Indianapolis Colts, <laughs> <That's> especially. <right. laughs> Great stuff, Dennis. We appreciate the time, man. Uh, excited to watch BYU and LSU, as I'm sure you are, and we will have plenty to talk about next week. All right, guys. Yeah, I can't wait to watch the game tomorrow. You got it, man. Thanks, Dennis. Thanks, Dennis. Dennis Pitta. I, I didn't realize all the the Superdome connections. One of a kind. He he won the Super Bowl in there and caught a touchdown pass in there. And Tulane. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And Cam Cameron, LSU, all those connections. He's like, That's I've great. got a good history with the, the Superdome. Yeah. And I thought, oh, well, yeah. Okay. Wow, he really does. I forgot does. Hit the Super Bowl. He really does. Yeah. Yeah. The lights went out on him. That was that game. Hopefully the lights go out on LSU's offense as well. Yeah, advantage BYU, right? <laughs> that would be nice. Would lights be nice. are out. If we'll B- see what we can do. Twitter question. If BYU is to beat LSU, what has to happen? The lights have to go out. Third quarter. Click. At COT underscore BYU football says, per a Greg Rebell tweet. Shout out to Greg. LSU is 17-0 when scoring more than 18. Hold on. We brought that up yesterday. Wait a minute. Our defense needs to keep You're them right. under that. You're right. It doesn't that, matter. And our receivers need to step up. We're all one happy family. First to 17 wins the game. That's right. Just, we discussed it yesterday, too. Coming up, we debut a brand new game. LSU player or not, we'll explain. Plus, offensive lineman Kean Norman, two-on-one, why he's all business. Ian Fieldman. I'm Dave McCann. Tuesday on After Further Review, a look back at LSU and a look ahead to the Utes. Blaine Fowler, David Nixon, Brian Logan explain the game. Tuesday, 7 Eastern, 5 Mountain on BYU TV. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by Tecano's Brazilian Grill. Escape the ordinary. Welcome back. My sports friends on a Friday. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. We are on demand anytime, anywhere. We just spoke with Dennis Pitta. Why he has an unbelievable history with the Superdome. He outlines all that and what he thinks BYU has to do 
to have a chance to beat LSU. And it's not a perfect game. I've been, I've been saying this. You don't have to play a perfect game to win, per se. Hey, women's soccer takes on top-ranked UCLA. The number one team in women's soccer is in the house tonight. Southfield, 9 Eastern time on BYU TV, BYU Radio, and the apps. So great for UCLA to have a team that actually shows up and does important things. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> The bar ball is going to knock on your door. <laughs> Refreshing today's BYUSN headlines. BYU football takes on number 13 LSU tomorrow in the Superdome. Coverage starts at 8.30 Eastern on Countdown to Kickoff. We will have a live presence with Dave McCann and Blaine Fowler in New Orleans as BYU tries once again, I'm going to do it again, Jerem, to put LSU in a big squeezy in the Big Easy. <sighs> You're welcome. Cougars in the NFL. Mitch Matthews, two catches, 30 yards, and a touchdown. For the Dolphins against the Vikings, well nice. done. Taysom Hill, 4-for-4 four four last night for the Green Bay Packers, 31 yards passing and a touchdown, a 25-yard strike on the run. Nicely done. And Jamal Williams picked up 31 yards on 11 carries, and he had one catch for six yards. And, oh, by the way, Jordan Leslie. Yeah, let's not don't leave out, about J. Les 9. Don't forget about uh, Cousin Jordan. Three catches, 50 yards, and a touchdown, including a one-hander for the Cleveland Browns' final preseason game. Uh, a reminder, the rosters have to be cut in the next several days. Down to 53 from 95 if they yeah. haven't already been cut. Saturday, I believe, at like 4 Eastern time is the deadline for them to get down we'll to 53. Know. Yeah, it's happening. Good luck to all the BYU players trying to make a 53-man roster or a practice squad for that matter. BYU women's volleyball remains undefeated after sweeping Boise State yesterday in Boise. They are now 4-0, the 10th-ranked team in the country. Take on Missouri tonight and Sacramento State tomorrow. The quest for perfection. Uh, no. BYU stop, volleyball. Stop that. You get rid of that shirt immediately. <laughs> Jeremy and I had the opportunity to go two-on-one with one of the BYU offensive linemen. Uh, one of the TNT members, meaning T. John, Kean Norman, and Tooney Knooch. Yeah. yeah, so T. John, Norman, Tooney. Kean Norman. And we tried to put him on his heels a little bit with a ton of questions. He was, he was all business. He's all business, man. He's he ready for LSU. Bro. All business. Either, this, either that or he had lunch plans. Maybe that too. BYU football all access with one of Mike Empey's top linemen, Kean Norman. Kean, you have officially one game under your belt from your senior season against Portland State. And the understandable fan reaction is, well, how come BYU struggled? What happened? What, like, what have you seen in film that makes you feel confident that you can compete with LSU moving yeah. forward? I mean, we watched film, and we felt like the O-line had a pretty decent game. I mean, we had a couple mental mistakes as far as the penalties. But other than that, without those penalties, we rushed for 220-plus yards. So, I mean, we felt like we were on our blocks. Obviously, we can improve, but, you know, we don't need to start, you know, pressing the panic button yet. So. Has anyone told you you look like the Reynolds boys? <laughs> I've heard that probably 5,000 times since I've been up here. Those are good-looking dudes, though, yeah. so that's a nice – yeah, yeah. You're a senior. You transferred from SEU, grad transfer. Now it's year two. How has this year maybe been different than last yeah. year for you? I mean, I'm much more comfortable in the offense. I'd say that's the first thing, more comfortable with the guys. Um, so, I mean, I guess I'd start there, just comfort level. What does that mean? I mean, how, how does that yeah. translate onto the field? I mean, a new offense, learning a new system takes time. I mean, people expect you to learn as quick as you can, but – I mean, I was in a spread at SUU, then coming up here pro style. So you have to learn, you know, different footworks and things like that. So, How different is Ed Lamb when he's not the head coach versus yeah. maybe the assistant head coach? He's, he's not quite – he doesn't seem quite as stressed. I'll start with that. 
He's a little more relaxed at BYU, joking around a little bit more. But, I mean, he's still the same Ed Lamb, very detailed, oriented. So, If you had to say Mike Empey's – I mean, he's your offensive line coach. Yeah. If he had like a catchphrase or something that you feel like you will take with you the rest of your life, what would, it, what would it be? Yeah. Coach Empey, he's always preaching consistency. I'll say that. That's kind of what he always harps on because, I mean, O-line, you could, you could have – 99% of your plays are great. But if you have one bad play, you could have a sack, you know, whatever. So I think MP, the thing he always tries to instill in us is definitely consistency. You don't control whether the pass is good and caught or whatever, but to, to some degree you control the success of the offense. So how do you guys gauge success as an O-line? I mean, we look at – I mean, in the run game, we like to look at yards per carry. And then in the pass game, I mean, just how much time he has. I mean, it's pretty simple. Do you have a certain amount of time that you're, you're trying to get? I mean, as long as we need, we try to get at least four seconds, but we start there, but as long as you need. Yeah, four seconds is ambitious. Yeah, right? yeah that's a good, that'd be yeah, a high yeah. number. Yeah. You have played against an SEC defensive front, Mississippi State, last year. How much do you draw upon that game and that style of play to prepare for LSU? I mean, they're just big physical guys. I mean, I, you know, we've ne- we didn't play a defensive line like that last year except Mississippi State. So, I mean, just big physical guys, but it's nice to know we've done it before. There's been a lot of discussion this week where the game's being played. How have you guys avoided having that as a distraction? Because you're going to play LSU in a dome, NFL yeah. stadium, just different city. Yeah, exactly. Honestly, the, as far as the players, I feel like we haven't worried about it at all. I've probably gotten a 1,000 texts from family members <laughs> trying to plan travel and stuff. But as far as players, it hasn't been too big of a deal. What's that like for you as a player to go into a, a, an historic NFL yeah. venue and play an opponent like that? I mean, it's always fun. It's kind of why you play the game. You know, you want to play against the best. Yeah, you stack up. And then playing in the NFL stadiums, that's always fun. So, How do you feel about the matchup? Because this is an amazing opportunity for BYU to play a program like LSU. Yeah, I mean, it's great to see, like I just said, how you stack up against the best. So, I mean, good opportunity. BYU right now listed as a 16-point underdog. Uh-huh. Is that an advantage for you guys if the expectations, I guess, nationwide are set at that level? I mean, honestly, I know like a lot of the fans and people think about that stuff, but honestly, the players, you don't really look at that kind of stuff. You know, I mean? you just focus on, you know, your game plan for the week, you know, practice. And like, I know it sounds cliche, but honestly, the players, the team, we don't talk about that. Like, honestly, I, I didn't know until you just told me. So do you prefer to be an underdog? Honestly, don't really don't care. care. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Kalani Satake said that he had to remind the team in the, uh, in the locker room after the game, hey, you won. Yeah. At what point did you guys kind of get over the Portland State yeah. game, or is it carrying into your preparation? I mean, honestly, when Satake said that, I think everyone kind of relaxed a little bit because, I mean, after the game in the locker room, it was pretty a little depressed in there. But, I mean, this week we've practiced a lot more physical with a little bit of a chip on our shoulder, so it's carried into the week. But once Satake said that, I think everyone kind of relaxed a little bit. What was the best thing that the Portland State game taught you as a team? That's a good question. Um, I think what we learned is that we need to, no matter the opponent, we need to bring it. I think it's Portland State. We probably relaxed a little bit. You guys probably felt that it was hot, not a ton of fans, you know. So I think what we learned is we got to bring it every day. How hot was it on the field? Because we heard 108, but, I mean, what was it like with pads on? I mean, it was, it was very hot, and our jerseys are kind of thick. They're not the, you know, the nice, tight you know, but uh, so it's pretty hot. When you look at the first month of the season, per se, how do you not get overwhelmed with week to week to week between LSU, Utah, Wisconsin? Honestly, another sports cliche, but I think you just take it week by week. 
like we don't look forward i mean like we didn't talk about lsu all of portland state week we haven't talked about utah all this week you know i think you just focus on your opponent your game plan try to execute all right keen it's great to talk yep. to you part of tnt right tnt toonie uh keen and t john and t john yeah so it have to be a norman toonie yeah it works yeah yeah that's a greg rebel thing so it's great it's great we love it we love it cool thanks guys Keen Norman, not messing around. We played 20 questions with him. Literally 20 questions. So the other day we asked 33 questions of Mo Lange in about nine-ish minutes. It was a question every 18 seconds. <laughs> 20 questions in five minutes and 56 seconds is exactly the same tempo. So we, 18, every 18 seconds, man. All right. Who's he's, gonna, like, he's, he runs a no-huddle offense in an interview. Who's going to step sense? up next time and Waddell. answer the call? Is it Waddell that answers we a question every 18 Waddell. seconds? We should have got Waddell on the phone. <laughs> That's what we should have done. <laughs> Shoot. Yeah. Maybe we can sneak him on in the next segment no. for a few minutes. No, we're playing an amazing <laughs> new game. It was Spike Ball. Then it was Bo Tanner or Bo Tanner, and now it's this new game. You're, we're going to have some fun with this. If BYU is to beat LSU, what has to happen? At Toshlin 19, defense has to stop guys. They stop stop is such guys. a strong word. Limit. 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 And Squally must channel his inner Waddell. Yes! There we go. Yes! There we go. We're going to whip it, including a ton of NFL news. BYU guys standing up, but we play LSU player or not next. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store. The official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live on a Friday. Energy is good because it's a Friday. There is football tomorrow. Mm-hmm. We're going to do what we can to get you through the last hours from Studio B with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play, including our daily rebroadcast. If you miss any of the show, you can watch it again on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. Tomorrow night, 8.30 Eastern time on BYU TV and the app. Watch Countdown to Kickoff, our live one-hour pregame show, live from uh, Provo and New Orleans. Check it out tomorrow night, 8.30 Eastern. Blaine Fowler. Right? Is that how you say it in in New Orleans? I guess. Yeah. I talked to a a New Orleans radio personality the other day. His name is Bobby Hebert. He used to play quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. A Bobby for the Saints? That sounds perfect. Bobby Hebert, right? And the Bobby f- he, he said my name for the first time. He said, now Spencer. And I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, we're in it now. This is also the home of the uh, reporter from the Times-Picayune that came on and talked about Jameer Fredette. <laughs> <laughs> Jameer. Wow. That was one of the all-time moments on this show. One of the all-timers. It's time, Jerem. It's a Friday before game day to play Know the Foe. Let's go. BYU Sports Nation asks, do you know the foe? Maybe. Let that smooth jazz sink in, baby. Today we get to know the foe, LSU, with a bit of a twist. Don't we keep the music going? No? Oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring it back. I love the music. Keep it going. Bring it back. LSU player or not, Ben Bagley is ready to roll. Yes, guys, I've assembled a list of names here, and you have to guess whether this name is an actual LSU player on this year's current roster or not. <laughs> this is in the spirit of Key and Peele East West. Okay, okay. Yeah, the first one is not going to be Dan Smith, I'm just saying. BYU. Oh, good good job, yeah. Jeremy. First one, Tiger Sheed. Tiger Sheed? No. I'm saying no, not. Uh, <laughs> it is? Yes. <laughs> He's a junior wide receiver. Wow. A His dude name is Tiger, Tiger for the Tigers. For the Tigers. 
Cougar Smith. All right, my turn. All right, this one. Leonard Fournette. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's his brother. It's his brother. Oh. I'm, no, it's he's it's a running Leonard back. Leonard Fournette's brother, and his name is Leonard. I knew there was amazing. a Fournette, but I didn't think his name would be that close. Isn't that amazing? Oh. Spencer and Spence. What? <laughs> yes, that's like naming my brother Spence, Spence Linton. All right, next one. So you guys are over two, just keeping score at home. The next one is <laughs> Brykethon Mooton. I'll say yes just because. What? No, 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 no. Oh, you got it. No, you changed. That's it. You're wrong. Change. He is a player. I changed. He is. He is a fullback slash tight end. That's out of control. Brykethon Mooton? Brykethon Mouton. Wow. He'll be in the East-West Shrine game. Wow. I regret my decision to change. <laughs> all, right. all right. Can we get one right? Here, let's let's see. get one right. All right. All right. Next one. Cody Hall. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Can I play for BYU? <laughs> I'm going to say Yes. Yeah! Yes, he is a linebacker. Yeah, oh, I was going to say clearly a kicker. <laughs> Cody Hall after Brykeith and Mouton. Ben I thought, I thought, Cody I thought Hall. the ease of this name would have thrown you guys yeah, off a yeah, little bit. Yeah, yeah, Well, there's a 50-50 chance. Well, you're winning 3-1, to one, Ben. All right, next name. Zach Von Rosenberg. Very Cajun name, that one. No. <sighs> Zach is a freshman punter. Wait. <laughs> Are you just giving us all real names? Are you going to throw a <laughs> fake name in in the mix? Okay. Shoot. This is for the win. Did Jerem okay. just spot a trend? The, ne- ne- the next name, Jep Robertson. Jep? Jep? Yes, Jep Robertson. It's like Shep. Is he a hunter? Uh... No, Shep's upstairs at his desk. <laughs> no, no. Yes! Correct. Jep is actually one of the Duck Dynasty brothers. Yeah. <laughs> but an LSU fan. Yes. You have more? Oh, yeah, play. we got two more. We oh, got two sweet. more. Okay. Yeah. All, right. All right. Oh, so I technically. No, I don't have a chance to win, but let's y- keep You going. can. Yeah, no, you, you can't. Can we ran right? out of music again. I'm two. Here I'm two you're zero. You well, can I'm tie. only getting one. Oh, that's right. You only get one. That's yeah. right. Jacory Savage. Oh, yeah. He, yeah, yeah. Jerem yeah. studied. He yeah. studied the roster. Freshman off- offensive lineman. Yeah. Savage, dude. What an yeah. excellent uh, yeah. name. For He'll play tomorrow, I believe. Yeah. He he is savage. Yeah. All right, Spencer. Here's one for you. Go. Carl Malone. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah. KJ Malone is on the team, but is this is KJ is K for Carl? Yes. <laughs> you know, yes, did. yes, it's Carl Jr. It does, yes. Yeah, he's Jr. Yes. Yeah, yeah, he's Jr. And he talked this week about how he grew up liking Utah because it was more fun. Hey, who's in audio today? Who's, try- who's trying to discredit don't, my point? Don't call out my boy okay. Nate. All right, fine. All right. Fine. All right, one last one. Oh. Jamal Pettigrew. Jamal Pettigrew? I'll say yes. I just. Oh, nice. Yes, Aaron. freshman tight end. I just want to say Peter Pettigrew. Peter Pettigrew. <laughs> That's a fun game. Do you so there you more? go. LSU player or not. There's your first edition. I had LSU, only edition of LSU player LSU or not. LSU player or not. We that can't play great. with any other team. That was great. I was, was actually going through the roster. I was a little disappointed we didn't have more Cajun names to get to. Yeah. 
But d- what was the one? Bryce. Bry Keithon Mouton. Yeah. Bry Keithon. That's pretty good. Bry Keithon Mouton. Really? Lenard Fournette? Lenard Fournette is epic, dude. As soon as I heard that one, I was like, oh, I know what? Yeah, I knew there was a Fournette on the team, but not Lenard. I'm like, nah, that can't be real. It's real, baby. Yes, that. <sighs> it's real and it's amazing. That's like naming your brother Jerome. Your yeah, Jerome. Yeah, that would be and legit. Your brother's name is Jerome. Hey, Hedda. I just. I don't know. I don't know. Hey, whatever. To each their own, right? <laughs> Thanks, Ben. You're welcome. <laughs> it's a great game. That was well played. G E A U X. The Cody Hall was like. That one I had to That's really tricky. think hard about. That's tricky. Cody Hall. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I'm just glad Hingle McCringleberry didn't get in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ben needs to throw in one of the names from like the East West Shrine games, the first or second. Yeah. <laughs> Boise yeah. State Week, I'll throw in Donkey Teeth. Donkey Teeth, yeah. Donkey Teeth. Exactly. <laughs> Dan Smith, BYU. Let's go to the Twitter machine. You've got tweets. If BYU is to beat LSU, what has to happen? Tell you what, Leonard Fournette better not have a big game. <laughs> <laughs> Cody Hall, watch yeah. out. Darian Geis. Yeah. <laughs> wait, is that Darius? Or Jer- Jarius Geis and Jarius. Darius Geis. Remember Jarius? Uh, wait, what was his name? The, Gilly? Gilly? What was his name? The play for BYU from Alabama, Hoover. Oh, yeah, Jatarius Gully. Jatarius Gully. Whatever happened to him, man? At BYU Fan 1995 with this tweet. Answering if BYU speed LSU, what has to happen? Control the line of scrimmage. Win time of possession. Now, that is one I feel very strongly about. Can we play the dramatic music while we read these? It'll make these way more intense. Can we do that? And avoid turning the ball over. Oh, and score more points. That is a red card. Why? That is a red card. Why? I said no score more points. Oh, yeah, you did. You're right. Come on, man. Okay, let's read another one with dramatic music. At Shea Lorick, long sustained drives. (laughs) Keep the defense fresh. And Geis off the field. Oh, and score more points. That is a red card. Come on. Come on. Back to back. All right. All right. One more. I'm going to do an ABC Bachelor voice, though. Cougs need to force three-plus turnovers on defense and not give up one more on offense. Got to give Tanner as many choices as we can. Work with the music. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com. For help when you need it most. A hearty thank you to Dennis Pitta and Kean Norman and Leonard Fournette. <laughs> if you missed any of today's show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Let's whip it! It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. BYU football takes on 13th ranked LSU tomorrow in the Superdome. Coverage begins tomorrow at 8.30 Eastern on Countdown to Kickoff on BYU TV. LSU retro freshman Andre Anthony will miss Saturday's game against BYU. That's an LSU player, by the way, a real one. Anthony is one of the key players slated to replace edge rusher Arden Key. And Athlon Sports names the BYU versus Utah game next week the 14th best game to watch in September. Cougars in the NFL. Number 14. Is that significant? Random. Mitch Matthews had two catches for 30 yards and a touchdown for the Miami Dolphins against the Minnesota Vikings. Jordan Leslie, three catches, 50 yards, and a touchdown for the Cleveland Browns. Kind of cool. Also had a tackle in that game. Taysom Hill, four for four last night for the Green Bay Packers, 31 yards and a 26-yard touchdown pass. Jamal Williams picked up 31 yards on 11 carries and six yards on one reception. Taysom Hill threw two touchdowns, rushed for one, and averaged seven yards per carry as well. 
Kyle Van Oy, Harvey Longy did not play for the Patriots in their game, which is actually a good thing. Bronson Kafusi. Oh, yeah, he played in the Superdome last night. Two tackles. Two tackles for loss and a 14-13 win over the Saints. Soccer. Women's soccer host number one, UCLA tonight, 9 Eastern, live on BYU TV. UCLA has scored 17 goals in four games this year. BYU scored two goals through three games, but it only takes one. Women's basketball. The beauty volleyball. of soccer. Yes, 10th ranked BYU women's volleyball. Swept Boise State. Rallied in the second set, Jerem, to improve to 4-0 on the season. Cougars play Missouri tonight and Sacramento State tomorrow. Cougars in the PGA. Daniel Summerhays and Zach Blair compete in the second round of the Nationwide Children's Hospital Championship. Zach Blair finished the day at even par and is tied for 67. Daniel Summerhays tees off at 103 Eastern and is three over tied for 78. Cougars in the minors. <laughs> Reminded me of an anchor I used to work with. Oh, yeah. Brennan Lund and the Mobile Bay Bears fell to the Biloxi Shuckers last night. Lund went one for four in the loss. Oh, no. Michael Rucker picked up win number five on the season, allowing four hits over six innings with two strikeouts against the Bowie's Creek Astros. Okay. Today's Rise and Chat brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help. When you need a most, Dexter out of time. It was the Mama Fournette for naming her kids Leonard and Leonard, just so we could play that fun game today. Leonard! What? Both of them? No, no, no. Leonard. Lenny. Lennyard. <laughs> you said you. You're doing the dishes. If BYU is to beat LSU, what has to happen? Leonard and Leonard both need to not play. <laughs> well, one of them is. Not. Yes. One of them, is one of them plays Jaguars. for the Jaguars. Yeah. That's right. At Wazi 10 says, one, time of possession. Two, turnover battle. Three, field position battle. Four, minimize mistakes. Five, score more points. Hey, hey. Score more <laughs> points? Really? That's three red cards. Really? That's three red cards today. That's a new high. We warned you! We're not even going yellow. We're just going straight up red. It's a new high. Our elite tweet of the day from at Logan Hal Davis. Offense, blowout game. Work some mango magic. Defense, block LSU's run game and keep Butch smiling. Oh, he he gonna, he gonna smile. Butch is going to play. Yes. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use hashtag BYUSN. Shows on demand on BYUSN.com. Audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app for Jeremiah Spencer. Shout out to Ray Adderman. BYU's playing LSU tomorrow. That is awesome. We will be watching. We'll see you on Countdown to kick off 8 Eastern.